I'm Dr. V. And I'm Dr. A. Two doctors on a mission to answer your burning questions about burning sensations and all things science. This is What the Woo. In 2001, an ex-management consultant named Vani Hari rocketed to internet fame with a unique blend of pseudoscience, fear-mongering, and flashy videos. After comparing Subway bread to yoga mats, she went after Kraft Mac and Cheese, Guinness, and General Mills. If you've noticed your pumpkin spice latte has a mealy, squash-like taste that wasn't there before, you have Hari to thank for insisting, for no apparent reason, that pumpkin spice actually includes pumpkin. This brand of chemophobia, while annoying and manipulative, doesn't generally harm the population. However, when legitimate news outlets validate these pseudo-experts by bringing them on as science experts, slinging their GMO-free misinformation during a lethal outbreak of foodborne disease, we have a serious problem. That's today on What the Woo. I had to call my husband. I was so distressed when I saw that CDC warning about romaine because uh, my husband's like, he's on a health kick and I'm really proud of him, but he eats Caesar salads every day. I'm like, oh my God, you're going to die. Dude, romaine's the best lettuce ever. It is. And and I have never seen a CDC warning so comprehensive, like throw away everything. 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 Like not even look at your sources. No. It was literally, if you have it in your fridge, yep. get rid of it. And and disinfect your drawers. I'm like, what the hell? Which, by the way, we had two bags of romaine. We threw them in our backyard for the wild bunnies to eat. Oh, sure. I did kill them. I mean, I'm okay with it right now. (laughs) They're eating all my all my fruit trees. But uh, my problem is, I did not wash out my lettuce drawer. I was like, fuck that. That's too much work. Well, you know, I'm admittedly, I have some I, I don't follow all the guidelines like occasionally I'll have like meat in the same drawer which completely yeah. like defeats the whole purpose so I probably should go through and and, and disinfect all this stuff but you know I mean I, I want to follow the advice of experts yeah and CDC clearly like they're the ones we should listen to right yes so I thought it was very interesting um, that CNN decided to do a story on it and I was like ooh. Who were they calling in? The head of the FDA? <laughs> and of course, who would they call but Food Babe? Oh, no. <laughs> I thought I thought she was, like, done. She's well, still around. I had hoped she was done. Clearly, CNN thinks she's a good source of scientific information about our food source. Oh, God. What, what did she say? Am I going to wince? <laughs> um... Yeah, (laughs) it's really sad. Um, Let's see, where is she? Vani Hari is better known as the Food Babes and joins me now. Vani, you study where our food comes from quite a bit. So how does she studied it? Like this happen? So that means she went to school for you it, know, right? It is a really serious situation, especially when someone like the CDC comes out and says, throw away your romaine lettuce, do not eat it. And there are so many ingredients in the food supply that harm Americans every single day. But when the CDC comes out with a recommendation like this, you want to take it seriously. Yes, absolutely. Lettuce. Absolutely, we take those things seriously. Okay, so I mean, so far, so good, right? Like, okay, if the CDC says something, you should follow it, okay? Totally. We do not have 
a supply chain check and balance in place. Um, we kind of do. Remain is grown. Yeah, actually, we do have a lot of supply chain checks and balances. It's just they're getting underfunded by an administration that doesn't give a shit about safety. Absolutely. But that's what the FDA is. Right. They monitor <laughs> they actually supply like, oh. chain checks and balances. <sighs> and if we don't know where our food is coming from, we can't really trust it. And so that's why mm. when I go out and I buy romaine... Not really. So knowing where our food is coming from, yes, we do need to know that. And that's actually been why like the CDC has had a little bit more trouble um, deciding exactly where this contamination came from, right? Because we don't label on the bags, oh, this came from, you know, the field in Yuma versus the field in Central California. But that doesn't mean we can't trust it. We just do need to know where our food comes from, but I think she's making a leap that isn't really there. <laughs> she is making a leap? I mean, what? <laughs> <whew>. <laughs> Tell me more, Vanny. Any type of lettuce, I avoid the bagged and boxed lettuces, and I really go for like the whole head of lettuce. Oh, what? food babe. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, whole lettuce is fine. But once you cut it up, that's when the E. coli appears. Like it wasn't there before in the whole head. It only appears magically once you chop it up. I'm really confused. Yeah, according to Food Babe, the only place fruits and vegetables become contaminated is, is once the they go to the factory. And during the processing. So clearly she doesn't understand how food is grown. Like does it just magically appear in a factory? In her mind. The processed lettuce, yes. This is so bad. So you go for the head versus bagged, and that's because it's less processed? I love the CNN lady. um, She's kind of questioning The touch points are uh, uh, definitely less. You know, one of the things that we have a problem with in this country is we have things grown in one place and processed in another. We really can't find, and that's why... but the, the, we are pretty damn sure at this point that the contamination point was out in the field. In the on the whole heads of lettuce from Central California. I mean, what she's saying, and, and this is nothing new for her, but what she's saying decries a complete misunderstanding of how these things work, how how food is processed, how food gets contaminated. And and I mean, that's that's nothing new, but shame, 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 shame on CNN for bringing her on as the so-called expert when you have thousands of people who can speak to that actually have it with some authority. I mean, I get, I'm, I'm kind of appalled. Oh, God. It's really bad. It gets worse. What do you see as the solution uh, in order to prevent the contamination in the first place? She's well. One of the things that she we have to make solutions become in terms with here in America is that we need to know where our food comes from, right? We need to make sure that we get it from a source that we can trust <sighs> and. You know, that's not going to always okay, that's prevent true. 100% of disease, but it will prevent some. No, we that doesn't prevent disease, though. reduce the use of growth-promoting antibiotics. What? Okay, wait, 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 what the hell? Since when does antibiotics have anything, anything to, to do, do with, with produce? Oh, my God. 
But so she's just completely veering off because she has no clue how to answer that question. And you know what? If you want to be stupid on your blog where people come and they have already agreed to just have a suspension of disbelief that you know what you're talking about, fine. But you cannot go on CNN talking about a serious outbreak that's killed people and say that the problem is touch points and you don't know where your lettuce comes from and antibiotics and antibiotics since when do you give antibiotics to lettuce i'm just wondering like where does that process come in don't don't forget to subscribe to our WooCast on itunes google play or directly on our website at whatthewoopodcast.com you can email us at contact at whatthewoopodcast.com or go to our website and fill out the contact form there. We'd love to hear from you. Like, as a veterinarian, you have education in agricultural science. Yeah. And um, Sue, did you learn in school about where lettuce is given antibiotics that causes <laughs> problems? No, no, that, that was not one of our topics. But we did spend a lot of time talking about E. coli, 0157H7 and and what it can do to the body. So fine, she's sitting there, she's got her farmer's market lettuce. That can still get contaminated. Absolutely, because the contamination happens at touch points, maybe, but that touch point is like the person who might be picking lettuce that didn't wash their hands after taking a poo in the field in the outhouse that didn't have a sink and soap. Yep, or contaminated or, groundwater from the, the feedlot that's next door. I mean, there are so many factors that come into play, and that's why we have these checks and balances that she wasn't apparently aware of. If you go to the CDC website where they talk about outbreak investigations. They have teams of scientists. Do you remember the Chipotle outbreak where everybody was getting sick from that? I mean, they they yeah. dispatch teams and they interview people and ask them, what did you eat? Where did you eat it? They get these stool samples. They do DNA analysis to isolate the strains. This has nothing to do with this BS that she's talking about. This is actual science, trying to isolate the strains so they can figure out where it came from, and, and do an investigation and shut down the source of contamination. That's very, very important work. Yeah, with really smart scientists instead of this lady who's just spreading propaganda. And what is this shit helping? Nothing. Like, she's spreading disinformation. CNN is giving her a platform, a platform and actually elevating her, right? They're <sighs> putting her in a position of authority. She does not deserve to be in a position of authority when she thinks romaine lettuce takes antibiotics. So what she's basically saying, and this is the part that, that kills me and could potentially kill other people, is what your takeaway from this is... If you get a full head of lettuce and you know where the farm is from and it's antibiotic free because you asked, they didn't treat the lettuce with antibiotics, then you're okay? Yeah, I mean, according to Food Babe, you are. Um, but according to me, the physician who treats people who have E. coli infections and possible hemolytic uremic syndrome, let me assure you that there is no lettuce that's more safe just because it was grown, you know, in a small farm versus a large farm or whatever, like, or a whole head of lettuce because it wasn't chopped in a factory. Like, that's not the issue. Right. And, you know, like, when you have these conversations, the, the more places uh, something is is touched or processed of course 
like every single new location is, is something that you need to investigate. It's an opportunity. And, and we do need to be aware of where these things are going through. But on the other hand, you know, this is the, the reality that, that we live in, um, in our, our U.S. food chain right now. And, and not everybody has the opportunity to go shopping at, at a local farmer's market. I mean, it's a really, really privileged discussion to say the only place you should be able to get your food is when, when you grow it yourself. I mean, we don't want to discourage people from eating healthy foods. And for most of them, the only way they're going to access those things are in grocery stores. Absolutely. And that's not a shameful place to be, right? Like we should just be encouraging eating fresh fruits and vegetables. That's a good thing. Don't sit there and shame them because they didn't get it from a farmer's market or they're buying a bagged lettuce. Because by the way, like, well, number one, I buy bagged lettuce. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to chop my lettuce. What? And I wash it. Well, you're one step better than I am because I don't. <laughs> I mean, it says well, it's what's been the point? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, according to Food Babe, it doesn't even matter because no. that E. coli is hanging on For by life. its hands to that lettuce. And by the way, and I think this is also an important thing for people to know, it it's not the E. coli itself that causes illness, right? It's the toxin. Produced. Mm-hmm. And this actual toxin, not like a manufactured made up word toxin, right. actually produces something called shiga toxin. Um, so E. coli is re- the 0157H7 is referred to as enterohemorrhagic E. coli. The reason why entero being GI tract, your intestines, hemorrhagic. It makes blood. <laughs> it is because like people it, parvo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's causing, you know, ulcerations and disease from the toxin in your GI tract. Um, you know, certainly that problem's a big problem in itself, right? We get bloody diarrhea, which leads to anemia, dehydration, all of those terrible things. But this toxin also separately causes hemolytic uremic syndrome, which will lead to kidney failure and death. And that's what they've been seeing in this outbreak and in previous outbreaks is that people are dying from kidney failure or some that don't die have to be on permanent dialysis because this isn't just short-term kidney failure from dehydration. This is kidney failure from actual injury to the kidney. So let me ask you this. Um, I know that you're not like a blogger with a big following. So I, I, mean, I yeah. know you're not the expert on this, but what, <laughs> right. what, is, what is your solution? What is my solution? Well, my solution is, is to allow the CDC to do their investigation, to continue to not eat romaine until they decide it's safe, which apparently they have led us to believe that right now they do know a better idea of the source. Um, Central California. Central California, um, which initially we were actually thinking it was the Yuma, um, mm-hmm. Yuma growing fields because that was a source of contamination with the E. coli a couple months prior at the, at the beginning of 2018, I think. Um, but what they realized is, oh, wait, no one's growing romaine right now except Central California. So they have narrowed it down to that. Um, you know, let's listen to the experts. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, obviously, like, why don't we help? We're, we're seeing that the growing fields are the largest source of contamination for this and recent outbreaks. So why aren't we helping uh, make conditions better. Right. You know, and, and what does that mean? That means, okay, like having, 
you know, water and soap available for the folks working the fields. And also, I think on your end, you have some suggestions. Like the, the E. coli is is naturally present in the the flora of, of cows. It's, it's there and it doesn't really harm them. The, the harm is when it, it gets outside of the cow, right? So either... Um, you know, when, when they're pooping it out and, and it contaminates the groundwater, you need to have a, a good idea of, of your drainage systems. And yeah. if you are a, a farm that's located in proximity, like we need to have testing. We, need, we, we should not be deregulating um, these places. And, and that is a problem more than antibiotics don't have anything to do with right. it. You know, they, no, they this is bacteria. about waste disposal. Yeah, this is about waste disposal. This is about making sure that... Um, we're holding different facilities accountable for how they're managing their waste in a way that we don't have this sort of contamination. It's about the fact that um, the the other big source of E. coli contamination that we hear about a lot is in beef, and that's because in the slaughterhouse, you know, it, it's very easy for you know, gut contents to to cross contaminate and get onto the surface of of beef. And so, what happens is if you have like a big steak, right? And it's a solid slab of meat and there's a little bit of E. coli on the outside of it, but you're cooking the outside, you're searing it, you're going to get rid of that. But when you grind that beef, then the E. coli can get sort of ground all the way through it, which is why, you know, you have to ruin your nice juicy burger by cooking it all the way through to a high enough temperature where you don't have that same risk if, if you're cooking a steak. So Penn State, actually, I'm, it's not like we don't know the answers and, and how to manage these things. We do. She doesn't, um, right. but, but, you know, other people do. And so a lot of these, um, a lot of the veterinary schools kind of go hand in hand with colleges that have large agricultural science programs, because that's just sort of historically, um, the two are, are related. And so I was just looking here, Penn State has the whole farm food safety website, and you can send in water samples from your farm to test them for coliform bacteria. I mean, these these things are out there, but of course, that's not sexy to see right. in. Right, and it also doesn't increase followers to your website so that, you know, you can make shit tons of money selling more woo. <laughs> yeah. Oh. What the Woo is an educational podcast and is not a substitute for professional care and advice. Please seek appropriate medical care for any health care concerns. Opinions expressed are solely those of the doctors and not those of any sponsors or employers. Thanks for listening. See you next time on What the Woo.